Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So I'm joined right now by Alan Parsons, the the namesake, of course, of the Alan Parsons Project, coming to the Levitt Pavilion on June 2nd. Alan, I'm sure a lot of people know that professionally you started as as an audio engineer, but you actually, I mean, in some ways, you had exposure to that world long before you became a professional, right? This was at home. My dad actually had one of the uh, first available domestic tape recorders and uh, would record me in my uh, singing in my bathtub at the age of about two or three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong parent move there. That, and that tape still exists. I, I actually saw it yesterday. I've been clearing out some um, old tapes and bits and pieces, and I, I stumbled across that tape. It will still play to this day because, uh, you know, the tape technology of the, of the 50s was uh, the same technology that uh, is still used on the analog tapes today. That's, that's amazing. I mean, we forget that not everybody had a recording device like in their pocket back then, right? So it's a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think anybody would have uh, even imagined in their wildest dreams that we would be able to uh, <laughs> carry a, a voice recorder or, um, or a phone or a video, you know, a video telephone in, in our pockets. Yeah, all those things, right? So by the, the early 1970s, Alan, you're, I mean, at this point, you're a very successful and, and noteworthy and, and uh, big-name studio engineer. What made you decide to take the leap and, and form the Alan Parsons Project? Did, it fe- did you feel like you were taking a risk at that point in time? Believe it or not, when, when Eric and I were, were making the, the first album, Tales of Mystery uh, and Imagination, it just felt like another production really. I mean, I was involved in the writing, but uh, I didn't know at the time that my name was going to be on it. I just thought it was going to be uh, Tales of Mystery, Imagination, Edgar Allan Poe, various artists, and then I would be produced by Alan Parsons in a line of small print. The whole sort of concept of the Alan Parsons project was born at that point when the album got released. It really wasn't the intention at the time that we made it, that I would be, um, you know, the, ne- the named artist. And that just came quite suddenly at the last moment. It was like, uh, oh, wow, you know, they've made me a rock star. (laughs) (laughs) My guest on 99.5 The Mountain is Alan Parsons from the Alan Parsons Project. They are at Levitt Pavilion on June 2nd. If I remember correctly, Alan, uh, at least in the 70s and 80s, the Alan Parsons Project didn't play live at all, right? That's right, yes. Was the decision not to tour... Uh, was that a was that a conscious like you, you you made that decision by choice? Was it a matter of not being able to faithfully recreate the sounds of the studio in a live setting? Or I, I think there was uh, a certain uh, doubt that that we would be able to uh, reproduce the, the sounds. But uh, by by the mid nineties, you know, keyboard technology had had, had come leaps and bounds um, in, in sampling technology. So the orchestral sounds were you know achievable for the first time. The other actual uh, reason for not touring previously was just to fight, try and figure out who, a role for me. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recording engineer and producer. Not particularly well known for my uh, guitar playing and keyboard playing skills. But, uh, you know, I dusted off my guitar and uh, learnt my three chords again and went back on, <laughs> we went, went back on the road. It was, it, was, it was actually really enjoyable. And uh, I think over the years, 
since we started playing live, I've I've improved my musicianship to a very large degree, and uh, I've actually been doing quite a lot of singing now as well. So, so it, it it did develop. <laughs> Since 95, it has developed. So at the risk of asking the very obvious question, technology aside, why tour now? Why tour at this stage of the Alan Parsons Project career? With the climate of the music business now, I mean, uh, bands have to play live to, uh, to survive in, in this business. I mean, uh, people aren't uh, spending any money at all on, on, on music, so, uh, on recorded music. When you look at the music landscape today as opposed to when you started in the business, is it fair to say that you feel like some thing or things have been lost? Yeah, well, we're, we live in a, a three-minute download world now. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to get people to sit down and listen to music uh, for the sake of the music. You know, there's so many distractions, you know, smartphones, internet, Facebook, a million TV channels, you know, it's, it all contributes to... Uh, the distraction that uh, that takes people away from actually sitting down and listening to a, to a, you know fifty minutes an hour of music you know continuously uh, that's really hard to get people to to do these days. But uh, here's the thing that that uh, I think is encouraging: the fact that uh, vinyl is undergoing a, a renaissance, and um, that, with that, I think is is a renaissance in, in high fidelity, you know, high, you know, decent hi-fi home systems with decent speakers and, and amps and so on. I think, you know, maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe people will get back to it. I take it you're not a, you're not a huge um, believer in the audio quality of, say, an MP3 file. You are absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a feeling on that one. <laughs> I was keynote speaker at a convention called the AES, which is the Audio Engineering Society Convention. And uh, I basically slammed the MP3 format and said that, you know, we need to get... To, need to get a better format going and of course the, the guy that invented the format was there in the audience <laughs> <laughs> so i had to apologize to him he didn't come up and ask for your autograph afterwards i'm guessing <laughs> <Not exactly. laughs> well alan parsons i sure appreciate you taking the time to join me i know you're busy and uh for all of your fans here i gotta say we're really excited to see you coming to town in june because a lot of us never got to see you at all back in the day so this is really exciting we have played denver in the past but it's uh it's been a long time, so we're really looking forward to coming back. It's a, it's, a, it's a lovely town. Well, great. We'll look forward to seeing you here, and thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. All right. You're most welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.